Truth in Texas Banking. I'm LaVonda Renfro, and I'm so excited today for our very first podcast of the year. We have health advocate Samantha Epler from American Heart Association and our very own Darlene Ellison. Samantha is the Vice President of Development at the American Heart Association, and Darlene is a Senior Vice President with our community bank here at Veritex Bank. So today we're going to be talking to both of them about the American Heart Association. And one of the best things about this, this is our third year in a row. Heart health is often overlooked because we wait until there's an issue to happen before we act. In fact, one in five Americans have optimal heart health. With that, let's begin the conversation of women's heart health. Welcome to the show, Samantha and Darlene. So welcome everyone to the podcast. I'm really excited today to have Darlene Ellison and Samantha Effler with me. And we've spoken with Darlene and Samantha before on Go Red, but I thought it'd be a fun idea to really talk about some really kind of some personal things and why they do what they do and give everyone some education on it, but talk about just how it happens, right? So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a, a story, start us all out. I had some surgery back in the summer and they made me go have an EKG, you know, get everything ready for my surgery. And I did all the stress testing, everything. And the doctor said, when do you have your heart attack? And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, well, we, still, we see scarring on your heart. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he said, well, you've obviously had one. Don't know when it was. So that's how my story started, right? Had never had heart problems or I thought of anything. And I'm going in for some surgery and I have to get this baseline test. And I find out that I probably had a heart attack at some point in my life. So it really started me thinking about this past summer. How do I take better care of myself and be more proactive with my health? So today, that's what we're going to talk about. So let's talk about that a little bit, Darlene. Why don't you start us off with why are you involved in wonderful American Heart Association project and what got you started? You know, three years ago, um, I was approached to be a part of this, mostly because of the founding of Women in Business and the chair at the time, uh, Doreen, had reached out to me. At that point in time, I didn't have a heart story. And I I thought about, you know, Veritex had their internal uh, campaign about true to you, true to your faith, true to your health. So I thought this tied in great, very passionate about obviously educating women and and protecting ourselves because heart disease is something, you know, heart attacks don't kill everybody. If you take the steps, then you know what to do and how to spot it. And and so I didn't. I I thought fabulous women were involved. I want to be in a room with those women. I want to get to know those women. And I want to make a difference side by side with just these amazing, you know, community leaders. Three years later, since, thank goodness that American Heart Association Go Red for Women leads with education. It's because of everything I've learned in this process, just being a volunteer and being one of the executive leader team, you know, group, I I was able to, I had a family member who thought they had a stomach virus. And when I knew what questions to ask, realized they were having a heart incident. And they today have a pacemaker and um, very, you know, and, and living alive and well. Um, I had another family member who had post-COVID had an enlarged heart muscle, kept you know, just saying, no, 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 it's dehydration. I'm fine. I'm like, it's not dehydration. This is a heart. And I called an ambulance. And um, thank goodness I did. 
And, you know, it's just those are the stories. And so it really comes back for me is the education component. Now, understanding how important this education is. I love that. I love the way you put that, too, because I think education is a big part of who knew. Right. I think most of us think of a certain incident or a person. Those people have heart attacks. So, Samantha, I wanted to ask you about that, how you got involved in the American Heart Association. And do you have a heart story? That's a great question. Um, I got involved with the American Heart Association, you know, as an employee, but because I'm passionate about working for causes that are making a real difference in our world, um, Mm -hmm. I kind of have a dream job in that I get to work with people like Darlene. I get to hear passionate stories and not only in our local community, across our country and across the world. And so my work with the American Heart Association started with the Dallas Heart Walk. I've served in roles with our gala team, and now I get to lead Dallas Good for Women. And, you know, my experience has been one filled with rewards, filled with great relationships, and actually getting to see change happen in our community. Darlene's story is one of many that I get to hear of people, men and women alike, that come to our events or see you know, a magazine spread that we put out, a social media post and say, if I hadn't been there, if I hadn't read that, or if I hadn't heard that story, I wouldn't have known my own heart incident was happening in that moment. We get to save lives every day. Wow. When you put it in that context of we get to save lives every day, it does make a big difference, right? I mean, how how fulfilling is that? But also a little scary that Sometimes it can be as simple as, like you said, reading an article or just talking about it and not being afraid to talk about it. This can sometimes save your life, right? Well, and I think, you know, we think about the American Heart Association celebrating our centennial in Mm -hmm. 2024. Yes. And Go Red for Women celebrating 20 years of the movement. You know, 20 years ago, this is exactly the conversation that was happening. And the American Heart Association knew we had to do something to change that. We had to make more women aware. And here we are 20 years later, hopefully in a lot better place than we were back then. That's awesome. One of the things I'm most proud of is when Darlene came to me a couple of years ago and said, hey, I've been approached to be on you know, the, the Go Red for Women and I want to do this. And I was extremely Happy to have you know help her support her in a, you know in Veritex's way of supporting her financially, but also with time. And this year, I know that she is a co-chair Circle of Red. Now, kind of want to talk about what that is, Darlene, and 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 how that came about, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. So, Circle of Red is uh, we have giving societies inside of American Heart Association and. So at a certain giving level, um, individuals enjoy a a bunch of networking opportunities, enjoy access to um, some incredible physicians, cardiovascular specialists, more education, and there are just a lot of perks. And and it's honestly a lot of fun to be a Mm -hmm. part of. So it's it's this little subset of supporters that do a lot of activities and events. And I really got involved last year um, when Stacey Nahouse, she's one of our co-chairs for the Go Red for Women luncheon this year with Susan Wetzel. And I um, was just kind of on her committee and hosted a little something. <laughs> and I loved it so much. And so when uh, Samantha approached me to be this year's Circle of Red Dallas chair, um, I jumped on it. And I had so many ideas. I enjoyed it so much. And 
And I wanted to breathe additional life into it. We were just kind of, you know, what does this look like? What do the events look like? And, um, you know, in addition, there's some beautiful benefits and, and you know, from a stunning piece of jewelry to um, the events that we have. And I wanted to create something that put together the idea of health and networking. Because, you know, as women business owners, oh, yeah. women I business, love networking. Right. <laughs> and so we did. We created quarterly events um, that are we're going to happen all throughout 2024. One of them happens, in fact, in March. And where you have the health aspect, where this one is going to be a yoga class, a yoga flow class with some, you know, sips at the end of class and light bites and networking. We have, we're putting together an event, for instance, with a, uh, I think a sip and swing where we're going <laughs> to, um, uh, yeah, we're, and do a little golfing uh, and several events this year. So I just wanted to create something special and it's, it is a giving society, but it's our thank you to these other folks. And it's an offer, it's extra opportunity outside of the luncheon to mm -hmm. get these fantastic people together and to continue the dialogue about the education and hard health and in a really fun environment. And that was my goal. And so I'm having a blast doing it. Well, that's awesome. And of course, you're, you're the best at that, making fun and financial. You know, when you do women in business, when I always think about it, it's got to be fun. But, you know, education, when you're listening to somebody, really having it heartfelt the way you always present things, I think that's really helpful when someone's just trying to listen to why. So, Samantha, I wanted to ask you about that. Is How do we keep our heart health top of mind? What are some of the things that, you know, that you would say to women and men, how you keep your heart health top of mind? I think first and foremost, our heart health doesn't have to be complicated. I think it can be intimidating to think about mm -hmm. and it can feel like there's a lot to keep up with. The American Heart Association has invested a lot of research into what we call Life's Essential Eight. You can find all this information on heart.org and okay. a lot of resources, but it's really eight factors that help us move towards a healthy, happy, total well-being in life. So it is some things like knowing your numbers, your cholesterol, your blood sugar, your blood pressure, but it's also things like getting enough sleep. I feel like we are all sleep deprived <laughs> and everyone has a different you know, level of sleep that they really need to feel their best. Darlene always says, you know what you feel like when you feel good. And I think that is such a great measure for folks is what do you feel like you as an individual when you feel your best? And what are the factors that you are, you know, incorporating into your life that help you feel that way? Mm -hmm. We talk to people all the time about getting enough sleep, adding color to your diet. We're not in this for a fad diet or a crazy thing here or there. It's about if your plate is all beige, it might not have the nutrients <laughs> you need um, right. to be healthy. So let's add some green in there. Let's add some orange in there and make sure that there is a beautiful palette on your plate. And then just moving your body. And um, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be an expensive workout class, but something every day, a quick yoga flow, stretching, it goes a long way for our cardiovascular health. Yeah, it's funny because when I was doing a True You, uh, we started our 5K. Today is our first day of our virtual 5K at Veritex. And one of the things I've always, you know, it's a little annoying, but my Apple Watch tells me it's time to stand up and take 250 steps, right? So even if it's for me to walk around the floor or do something small, it's a reminder of, okay, I've been sitting too long. It's time to get up. So 
sometimes even an annoying Apple Watch can help you remind you of just to get up and move, right? So I, I well, think that's and a not, good thing. And you know what, LaVonda, not just to get up and move. I mean, I, I think the Apple Watch becomes such a, a vital part, vital, no pun intended, <laughs> but a, a vital part of my Apple Watch will tell me if my heart is racing. And yeah. I think that's where, you know, that, that technology, it goes back to the know, know what's healthy. And when that's happening and I, I stop, and I sit with it for a moment to see, okay, am I, am I racing because I'm, I'm racing? Or is it racing because something is happening inside of me? I know what feels normal. I know it feels good. And I know what something doesn't feel well. So it's it's interesting you've mentioned the Apple Watch because I think that is such a an important piece of technology that actually can help us under, get up and stand when we should, breathe when we should, but right. know when our heart is racing. I think that's something you said when we had a women in business program about a month ago and you were talking about, do you know what it feels like when you're just still instead of like when you're moving? So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, my big thing and, and part of this being a yogi, but um, we hear a lot about, you know, we talk about the healthy nutrition and we talk about movement, cardio. You've got to get the heart going. That doesn't mean a gym for an hour. I mean, that could mean walking around your building at work. That could mean stomping in place at your desk. <laughs> um, but for me, there is an opposite but equally important piece of that. And mm -hmm. I think that's people talk about mindfulness and they think, oh, that's hokey, you know. And and for me, being still and, and we're naturally still when we're lying in bed at night about to fall asleep before we get out of bed. When our when my Apple Watch tells me to breathe, <laughs> and it's a reminder. But when you are still, and you know what good feels like, you also know when you are still, what what is out of whack, what isn't working right, what feels wrong, and that's for aches, that's for pains, that's for heart, that's for breath. I told a story at that event, in fact, about thanks to the education, I I ran to a doctor. Uh, the minute I was having um, shortness of breath, which was causing more anxiety, obviously, and my heart right. racing, and my doctor came in and after some tests said, well, good news is you, good thing you came. Good news is you don't have a heart issue, but good for you because a lot of women don't necessarily come to the doctor the minute they feel something. Bad news is you do have asthma and you're going to need some medication. <laughs> but the point, the point of that was when I was still, something wasn't right. I wasn't right. running a marathon. I was still, and I couldn't catch my breath. Something wasn't right. And so I immediately went to a doctor. And you listen to, you listen to your body, right? Always, always. Yeah. I love those that. Who, those who listen, live. I truly believe that. That's, that's great advice. And one of the things I want to ask both you and Samantha is, you know, how do we, as, as organizations and as women, support other women in heart health? What are things we can do to be supportive, to be out in front of people, to help them see what we, because we now have education with Samantha, you know, joining us with our podcast and you, Darlene, on sharing uh, the Go Red for Women. So, Samantha, I'll start with you. What can we do as organizations and people to help support this heart health and, and talk about it more often? Well, I think we're doing the first step right now, which is having the conversation. Um, I think we can feel apprehensive about having conversations that feel really personal, you know, with the folks in our life. 
I was talking with someone recently and they were saying that they wish they had pushed their loved one to go to the doctor to take action when something was going wrong and they regret it now. Yeah. And I think we all want to live lives without regrets. And this is one way that it might be uncomfortable. It might feel too personal, but if there's someone you love and you want them to live longer, healthier, happier, have to have these conversations with them. And I think the next step of that is being accountability partners to one another. Talked about different things we can do. And maybe it is finding your still, your moment. Or maybe it's, I need to ensure that I'm going for a 20-minute walk every day. And I'll be able to do that if I text my girlfriend. And when I'm doing it, send a selfie, have fun with it. But someone that you know will celebrate with you those small wins moving towards great work. And then I think the other piece of it is, you know, Darlene mentioned advocating for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Listeners live. I think when we know something is wrong, we can be dismissed as women. We can, you know, present our symptoms and be told it's hormones or be told it's stress. And if in our gut we know there is something wrong, get a second opinion, push harder, Stand in your power and know that you have authority over your life and your wellness. And it is okay to question if you think something is wrong. I love that. Wow, Samantha, that's powerful, right? It's hard, but it's powerful. How about you, Darlene? You know, uh, I mean, ditto to everything Samantha (laughs) just said. But I think what I'd added, we added this element this year when we had the Women in Business event and Samantha was gracious enough to come and be our uh, guest charity spotlight. And that was um, hands-on CPR. So if, if you have a true... To me, it's part of having a servant soul. It's walking out in the world. And, you know, remember when the Heimlich maneuver was just, this is how old I am. The Heimlich maneuver <laughs> was out and everybody was talking about it. And you'd sit at a restaurant just looking around to see if anybody looked like they were choking because <laughs> everybody knew how to do it. And um, and then especially as a new parent, you know, how to do, how to do this with a baby. Well, I look at this as an opportunity to understand and know what hands-on CPR is. Mm-hmm. how to administer it, and encouraging other, don't be afraid of this, um, because it is something that all of us can do until somebody gets the AED over here to us, until the ambulance gets here. It, it's it's so easy to say, you call 911, and I'm going to start my hands-on CPR, and, and we're afraid of something we've never tried. And so the idea with with Samantha bringing uh, the dummy the, to right. our event was to let everybody try, let them experience, let them to feel how hard you should do it, where you should do it. Don't be afraid of this. You could keep someone alive until the ambulance gets there. That's a that that was really great though. That when you you guys brought that dummy in, it's like okay, we can put it on the floor if you want, but this is how you do it. And I loved. I think it was Samantha who was saying. I think people are always saying, you know, it has how hard you have to press and things like that. But really, the technique behind it, it's not as difficult. I think sometimes it's like maybe TV makes it or whatever uh, they look at. So I thought that was a really good way to just what can we do? And I love it as an organization. So the American Heart Association has found that people are apprehensive about, you know, administering traditional CPR. 
Imagine just a few years ago, putting your mouth on another person's mouth doesn't sound very fun. Even before the pandemic, the American Heart Association was watching our bystander CPR rate be stagnant or drop. And so thanks to our supporters, we were able to invest research that ended up discovering that hands-only CPR is just as effective at prolonging life as traditional CPR with breaths for teens and adults. So our suggestion, our excited opportunity for everyone is to learn hands-only CPR. You don't need a mannequin. You don't need a certification card to step in and save someone's life. It is truly as simple as when you see someone collapse or become unresponsive, you immediately call 911, put the dispatcher on speakerphone and continue to answer their questions. It will not delay service to you. And then you press hard and fast in the center of that person's chest. And now I have some qualms with the way this is done on TV typically. Um, Oftentimes we see elbows bending and it's very dramatic, but proper CPR technique is very simple. We need to make sure that the person that has suffered cardiac arrest or needs CPR is flat on the ground. So get them there as safely as you can and then place yourself perpendicular to them. You'll need to put the heel of your hand with locked elbows and fingers laced in the center of their chest. And then you'll press hard and fast until help arrives or until you can find an AED, administer a shock, the AED will walk you through and then continue those compressions until EMS says they're ready to take over. We also say press hard and fast um, 100 to 120 beats per minute. That happens to be the BPM of staying alive There is um, an awesome playlist out there. You can look up CPR songs and just get some of that, you know, rhythm in our mind so that should you ever have to do this, you can have a great um, beat to to follow. That's awesome. Thank you for telling us about that. One of the things we do as an organization is something small is we say we're going to wear red on Fridays so we can be reminded of what heart health is and how we can be more involved with it. And so I wanted to ask, um, tell me a little bit more about the Go Red for Women event in Dallas and tell me uh, just, you know, what we can do to help support that. Yeah, so the American Heart Association hosts Go Red for Women luncheons all across the country. They happen at different times of the year. Dallas will be celebrating on March 8th, International Women's Day at the Omni Dallas Hotel. Um, We still have tickets and tables available, so um, y'all are welcome to search Dallas Go Red, and you will find our ticket opportunities, but our event is not your typical luncheon. I always joke that it is not an event where you show up and you sit down and eat a piece of chicken and then go about your day. We'll have a fabulous chicken salad available for everyone, but it is so much more than that. Um, Our experience begins at um, 10.30 a.m. for our general admission guests, you get to come in, you can have a full health screening and walk away knowing your numbers, just like we suggested today. You'll get to practice hands-only CPR on a CPR kiosk. So you'll get that real life experience of what it feels like, practice those compressions. You will get to take amazing photos. You might even get to snuggle some puppies because our furry friends help us de-stress. You can have photos taken with a lovely local photographer, Golden Light Creative. We have a ton of fun in that pre-function. But then when those ballroom doors open, 
It's an incredible show. We tell an amazing heart survivor story. We have a giving moment and we will feature this year, Nicole Wynn. She is an incredible sports agent. She represents Jalen Hurts and several other NFL top draft picks. She's written a book called Agent You. And we just such an, see an amazing parallel story of a lot of firsts and a lot of hard work, but a lot of self-advocacy. She stood up for herself in so many ways. And that's exactly what Go Red for Women is all about. Um, so we'll get to celebrate together on March 8th, AHA Centennial and 20 years of Go Red. That's awesome. That'll be a great event. Darlene, what else would you like to leave us with? What, what other tidbits can you leave us with that we should know about Go Red for Women, but just in general, how we help support educating women on their health, heart health? You know, I, I, as I tell our, you know, our women and our women in business, you know, we have, we have one mantra, it's make friends first and the business will follow. Right. And I think if I were to add a tagline to that, a secondary tagline, it'd be because we're better together. And I think really that's what Go Red for Women, what this campaign is about, what Circle of Red is about. We are better together. And, and you know, what we do is Veridex, but everyone's wearing red. And, and when we have this podcast and, and we are all better together and um, it's, it's part of serving each other, it's part of supporting each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's probably one of my most favorite opportunities that I get to participate in, in the community thanks to Veritech. That's wonderful.